Welcome, everybody. This is the Script to Screen podcast with your host, Ken Carey, where three decades of proven experience has launched products, built brands, and generated profits. These are the stories behind the businesses that have been built. Well, I'm out traveling, but I wanted to make this introduction for our webinar series, Thought Leader Thursday. This webinar is going to be with Rob Medved. Rob is CEO of Canela Media, and he's going to drop some knowledge about media trends in 2022 and how integrated content is extremely important for a successful direct-to-consumer campaign from every platform. So here is our webinar with Rob Medved. So Rob, tell me a little bit about Canela. Tell me about the company, the business, the size, what you do. And um, so I, I want this whole audience to understand that you have such a totally different perspective on performance media direct to consumer than I believe than the OGs, if you will. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks, Ken. I mean, uh, we've known each other for, for quite a while now. When yes. I started in this business uh, 25 years ago, we actually were partners on a product that you're just bringing back full circle Tomorrow in the banjo minute, fantastic to see. But that was kind of my yeah. first introduction into you know into this world. I I actually had invented a product. I got to know Frank Canella through some friends back in the Midwest, outside of Chicago, and um, you know I started working with him. And he's you know, like you said, he's one of the OGs. He's one of the founders of the long form direct response yeah. community uh, back in the original association days with Nima and the sort. And, and uh, back in the heyday. And so uh, I got introduced to this world through him and became partners with him over time. And we, you know, we moved from being a media broker back when um, the media channels were fewer and far between, you know, it was basically the burgeoning cable industry and it was starting to fragment a little bit. And we were involved in cable um, as brokers of media. Um, we soon learned that, um, you know, that we had skill sets above and beyond that. And we've always been innovative and we've always pivoted with the changing media landscape. And, and it was in our roots. We started doing it back then. We got from, we moved from cable brokers to becoming full service agencies on the media side to the industry, to actually owning chunks of cable media packages, yep. uh, through the business from a handful of people to dozens of people. Um, we moved to acquire uh, Bill Raymond's company, Media for the Masses, back in 2005. It was predominantly broadcast media, so we moved with the fragmenting audience, and got into the 1,200 broadcast stations across the country that we could place media on for our clients. We developed proprietary software, and then we moved into this realm where we created a, a CPA a supply side network for the direct response community. At our roots, though, you know, we've been direct to consumer marketers and direct to consumer, you know, media providers for the industry for the better part of like, 35, 36 years now. So a little bit before I got involved. Um, and more recently, we've moved deeper into direct to consumer marketing as far as helping people with e commerce, with digital, um, with CPA across all platforms, connected TV and the sort. So what, what is Canel's response on the best strategy when it comes from a media perspective on launching a campaign? Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of a loaded question, right? Because as you know, every product is different. Every strategy for a marketer is different, whether they are a digital only uh, marketer and they're coming to TV for their first time or whether they're a, um, you know, a big box uh, retail type product and they're looking to drive, you know, retail sales, completely different strategies, um, right. from a placement of media, from a testing of media, et cetera. But 
I think it, it really, it starts with you, right? It starts with the great creative guys that understand the product and the audience. We both need to know that. We need to know what is the product offering from a competitive landscape standpoint, from a, you know, a lookalike audience, if you're doing digital standpoint, who's my consumer? Yep. And then, you know, what's the proposition value? And that's where you come in, right? Structuring right. that impulse, right? Getting that viewer who's, you know, bored, right? Whether it's digital or offline on traditional television, just, you know, looking for something to, to watch and they stumble upon what you have to order. You, you do a good job. You get the hook, you bring them in. Yep. 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 Through all that, the emotional, the before and afters, your world. Um, right. But we need to understand it, right? We need to understand that customer journey through the commercial that's going to create that um, drive to the perceived value of that product, which the consumer all has in their mind. Yeah, I like this. It's a, it's a weight, look, weight loss product. And I, I'm, I'm going to follow you through this story here. And I'm, I'm associating with people that are the before and afters. And that, in my mind, I have an idea of what that price point is. And right. so for us, from a media placement standpoint, we need to understand what that proposition is. What's that value proposition to the consumer? Right. So, so what's interesting is it all starts with, What's the key performance indicators of what the client is trying to accomplish, right? Am I, right? Yeah. We start there and then we can build out a strategy from that point on. But, but the bottom line is there's got to be a value proposition. It's got to solve a problem. We have to find a white space that nobody else is dealing is, is in, right? We could right. be, it could be diet, but if there's a white space in diet, that's right. You know, we want to go after that. And then we create that value proposition and all the things that you're talking about, the offer and on all those kinds of things. But first and foremost, it's what's your key performance indicators. Now, now let's just say, and it kind of goes into the next one. My key performance indicators are that um, I want to drive retail. I don't want to bleed up front, but I want to drive retail. What is, what is that threshold dollar amount that you're feeling from clients that what it takes in order to see that bump mm -hmm. at retail. Right. So how much you're asking about the dollar amount that you basically need to spend on television enough right. to see a measurable move off the retail shelf. Yeah. Right. You know, because for some, for some direct marketers, they get lucky, right. In the sense that they have a commercial that's coming close to break even on television. And if they can, it's, you know, it's spend as much as you possibly can because you know you're creating billion dollars worth of brand equity and value to eventually pop retail, or if you're at retail, you're already driving product off the shelf. Right. And other people that um, you know, that other marketers that you know, you're you're like you said, you're bleeding. You're giving some red ink on the PL towards right. media um, to drive those retail sales. And you know, there's a formula. You know, how many product do you have sitting at retail? Right. You know, can I dedicate 5% of that retail sale? If it's a $50 product, can I give a couple bucks back for every piece I have sitting on the shelf back into that media plan and say, look, I've got half a million units at retail. I'm going to take two bucks a unit and pour a million bucks into media, 50 grand a week over the course of X number of weeks to help create that lift and, and, and drive that. And, uh, mm -hmm. and so that, you know, again, not one stock answer for every marketer, but generally right. speaking, 50 to 75 a week, you're going to see 50 to 75 when you got a big mass, yeah. mass um, uh, shelf space, if you will, not niche, but, but mass. That, that's good because, you know, as you know, there's a lot of uh, digital only brands. They do really well on digital, yep. but they want to go to retail. And nobody knows they exist because they're on digital only. And, and for some reason, Rob, as you know, 
they don't think television exists, right? Yeah. <laughs> Only digital exists. And then they get to retail and they die because yeah. nobody, nobody knows that they exist. Talk about the, and the question is, talk about the importance of, of how important television is for those eyeballs and those masses, because not everybody is, is you know, burrowed into this digital world, although it's important, but it's not the end all. Yeah, I, I, so the way we look at that, okay. is there is a ton of consumer response dollars sitting there and pent up in the traditional television market, right? right. And that is, it's aged over time, right? So no doubt, you know, cards on the table that this isn't a 25-year-old market. Television isn't, you know, it's 40, 45 plus. But when you, and when you start to get into that 50, 55 plus, it is a massive audience still, completely scalable, tethered to, as part of their creative or uh, content consumption, they're still flipping through channels, they're still watching television, but they got a lot of money and they shop retail, right? They shop retail as a, um, as a weighted percentage differently than under the age of 40. So to your point, the digital consumption that's occurring where, you know, where the, the younger demographic is ordering online isn't the same demographic that's ordering at retail all the time. Right. And to reach that demographic, which is an enormous piece of the pie with a lot of uh, expendable dollars, uh, you need to hit traditional television. You have to. And the retailers know this. Right. And so they, they don't want to always take a chance and put the, the product on the shelves if they don't know that you have a, an omnichannel right, approach that for sure at its core and foundation has a traditional television campaign behind it. And so what we've seen over the last five years is a lot of digital markers now flocking to television. Right? We need television, right? Because yeah. we're eating each other's lunch on all these key search words against ourselves and all our other competitors. And we've yeah. lost the ability to scale. Right? And they're feeling that cannibalism of, you know, keep spending the same money for the same customer, it keeps going up and up and up and everybody, and there's that, there's that competition. Right. So how do you, how do you fit in connected there? Because then you look at connected and go, well, that's television. It's a little bit younger. How does that fit in? And do you see connected paying out for you? Yeah, for we do. For, we do for the right product, right? So in order for connected to really work, you do need um, you do need some mass market exposure, right? There has to be some exposure to the brand, some affinity with the brand. Um, it has to be a, a product that um, pays to segment the audience. Right, because when you're talking about connected, you're talking about segmenting an audience, and anytime you talk about segmenting an audience, it's going to cost you more. So your right. CPMs are higher. So instead of the you know spray and pray approach and more mass market approach to marketing, um, you're going to go after a targeted audience. When you do that, you're going to pay higher CPMs. In order to do that, that product has to fit a niche more so than just a mass market direct response, direct to consumer product. Right. So if you're using other channels, that is quote unquote traditional, and you're trying to get into a connected audience, um, you, you're being seg you're segmenting your audiences as well. But but there's there's some there's some identification affinity to the brand somehow, some way. hundred percent. You need to have the halo effect. You are not going to take a product and test, launch, and roll out in connected TV. I promise you. <laughs> you can say that again. Yeah, there needs to be a halo effect. You're not going to test, launch, and roll out in connected TV in and of its own. It's just not going to happen. What's the the 
the multiplier. Are you basically saying a couple hundred thousand dollars in performance media compared to retail media gives gives makes it feel like three or four times that? How do you how do you talk about that? Yeah, that absolutely. Um, you know, uh, one way. I mean, it's pretty simple, right? You're getting some attribution. You're getting a true ROI response to that media. Right. So you understand in hard dollars what how that media is performing. It's not third-party data. It's not, oh, but it looked great. And it ran doing the Super Bowl. And it gave me great frequency and a ton of cash in hand. And, and people laughed at it. And, you know, study after study, it goes on and on and on. And they sit down, right? And they sit down with a, a statistically relevant um, focus group. And they say, well, what, who, what was the brand behind that commercial? And they, they don't know. It was yeah. funny. I can't remember. Was it Pepsi or was it Coke? Well, Guess what? It doesn't really move the needle if the audience doesn't understand. But what does move the needle is if they're reacting, if they're going to the web, if they're going to their mobile, if they're calling, if they're researching, if they're searching, now you're engaged. Now you have attribution pinpoints, data pinpoints, you can loop back into the entire omnichannel um, you know, uh, plan. Now, that's not saying that reach and frequency doesn't have a place in holistic marketing. For sure it does, especially if you have retail distribution. But from an efficiency of media standpoint, yeah, direct response, there's nothing better. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about um, what what are the kind of media trends that you're seeing at Canela for 2022? Mm-hmm. Where are you kind of guiding your 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 clients and businesses and and uh, kind of what is the perspective of Canela's as a business outside of just what they what you're doing for your clients as well in terms of you know, strategies and thinking forward into 2022. Yeah, I mean, if we take like from a big, big picture perspective in content's key, I think the iterations of content are key and the continued fragmentation of the media marketplace. I mean, that's, it's just not going to stop. You know, when right. I started, it was a handful of channels, as I said in the beginning, and it moved now to thousands. And now, you know, you can argue that every micro, micro influencer is their own TV station, right? They've got an audience. And some of these audiences, even from middle-sized influencer, is massive. It's crazy. They're drawing, you know, some of the cable news networks get a million and a half viewers a night. Well, a post on some middle-tier influencers getting 10 million views. It's getting that, yeah. Add, so, add, you know, add not, even more, yeah. Yeah, so it, it really is about reaching those audiences with all the different types of creative, because that's important too, right? The creative that you use on television is different than what you use on Instagram. It's different than what you use on TikTok. It's different than Pinterest, et cetera, et cetera. So content, content, content in all its forms, the right forms for the right medium. Um, and I think you're going to see a continual shift of more ad space coming around, right? So all the streaming platforms, like all the social media platforms in the beginning, didn't want ad dollars. It was about protecting that consumer experience. You know, Netflix does that. They're the perfect example. Actually, I have an article that we were sitting on that we're going to release today. And, it's, and I wrote it two months ago called Netflix Must Take Ads or Die. And the, the timing is perfect on this because Netflix came out and they're, they're, uh, the number of new subscribers was projected to be about 4 million in the U.S., and they right. came on as just over 2 million, so about half. And the engagement is down. And right, so they have continued to protect that consumer viewing experience, thinking, look, I just need to provide great content to build my audience. 
And then I, I can charge more and more and more. And they're, they're continuing to raise the price. I think premium is now at 20 bucks. The middle tier is about 15 bucks. Lower tier is still around 10 bucks. But they need to come up with tens of billions of dollars worth of content. So I think what we're going to see in the future is a lot of these platforms like Netflix that don't have any other revenue other than subscriber revenue, they're going to start to take ads. I think that I absolutely agree with that because at the end of the day, um, they were the they were the big they were the big man on campus for a while, right? And then everybody started saying, "Well, I need to have my own streaming service." And that competition eventually eats in. And when you go from four million subscribers projected to two million, you've got a problem. You have a revenue problem really fast, right? Yeah, and, exactly. And, and, and we saw that in the early days of cable, it was the same thing. The cable networks didn't, they didn't really want the direct response dollars, but they soon realized that uh, it was so important. A lot of the dollars that Frank Canella that started our business sent to financial news networks, I think became CNBC. And so it was the foundational dollars that helped them make it in the world. Yeah. And I think you're going to see the same thing happen here again, as I think that those dollars, are, and look, Netflix has got to get out of their own way in this, in this regard, in my opinion, because if you look at anybody that's over the age of 40, we grew up surfing content in all its forms, interrupted by ads. We didn't care. Actually, we looked right. forward to some of them, right? Under the age of 40, that's their whole world. They actually look to the influence. They look to the people that they follow to give them, to give us ideas, to understand new products, to introduce us to the new beauty uh, you know, product that's on the market or how I lost the weight, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So nobody, there is, there's nobody that's agnostic to this, this world, right? We, we all want commercials as part of our content consumption. Right. And I, don't, I think Netflix could probably hold up with a bunch of focus groups one day and go, oh my gosh, our audience actually wants ads. <laughs> Let's give them what they want. And yeah. by the way, we can pull this trigger on this connected audience. We know who they are, what they want. We can serve them the right ad at the right time and have that product on the doorstep that day. It's the world we should be in, you know? Right. I think the streamers are all going to get there. Yeah. So when a client comes to you and they have a commercial or they have an infomercial, they have a campaign, how do do you, you advise them to create all this content or is that something that you're offering as a business in order to help grow and scale their business and implementing that? How is that working with Canela? Yeah, I mean, again, it depends on the product and the marketer. You know, if it's a digital, yeah. they're, they're pretty savvy. They've already, uh, they already know their audience and they already know the formats. But if, it, if it's somebody that isn't in all of those formats, for sure. I mean, it's, you've got the camera running, you know, yeah. you, you, Direct-to-consumer marketing hasn't changed, as we know, since the 50s, since before that, since print right. ads, way back when. It's, you know, it's, it's like you said, unique solution to a mass market problem or a problem that's specific to a niche where you can reach the audience and have incredible testimonials, incredible before and afters, build to a perceived value, give them more than what they expect, and pull the trigger. Now, the format, as you said, as you asked, um, definitely dictates um, how that should look. In long form, you can bring them into this funnel and you can tell the story and get them engaged emotionally and pull them all the way through. Or in short form, you got to cut to it a little bit quicker. Yep. And it might be so high of a price point that like in a lot of biddable socials, shorter, shortest form, you can't ask. It's not about asking. It's like, this is a great product. Here, here's what it does before, after. And just, you know, link in bio or click for more. And yep. so... But at the end of the day, that brand affinity and that brand um, style has to weave a thread through all of it. 
right? So it can't, it can't be disconnected. It has to be the same story. It has to be, you know, the same, you know, key selling propositions throughout. But when you have cameras around, roll them, roll them, roll them on everything. And you can do so much magic right in the edit bay, right? Like at, right. at the end of the day, there's nothing worse than being in an edit bay and not having what you need. What is the ideal client for Canela? What is it? Where do you feel that you provide so much value mm-hmm. for a client? What, what, what is it that, who, who is that person and what is that value you can create to them? Because every agency is differently. Some of them are just going to take your money and spend it and do it for advertising. But I know you and I know the team. You're there to like, uh, we want to nurture your business so we can really scale and be successful together. Yeah. That's That I know. Yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, first and foremost, we look for, we look for clients that have products um, that are at least somewhat successful already. Right. You know, it, it's somebody that is either working in digital print or on television where we best serve is where you're in one, but you're not in the other. You're either on television, you need to understand how to make that work in an omnichannel marketplace with digital or you're in digital. And you really need, as we talked about before, that scale of television to either drive retail or or to reach a new audience. That's our sweet spot is iterating between those two. We're an expert in both and we're an expert in direct consumer marketing because you know, as a service-based business, we're also professional marketers. Like we understand how to successfully market products. We've done that. It's in our DNA. So we bring that to the table. Yeah. We know that PL. It's not just about, oh, we can just place your media, which is you know 95% of the agencies out there right now, which doesn't really serve a purpose because a lot of the ad platforms as you move forward in life are going to be self-serving. So it's yeah. not so much about being able to pick the audience and look at the result. It's really about understanding direct to consumer marketing. And you need that with a with a partner like us. So we bring that to the table. I know from being in the business for uh, you know over 30 years that you know there's there's agencies that will buy media, but when you're talking about someone like Canela, they're gonna buy media, yes, but they are marketers, they understand how to make it all work. Media being just a a, a an important part of it. So I want to say to the audience is that. You know, with someone like Camilla, Canella, you are you're talking to people who are marketers and media experts and business um, scalers and growers. It's a lot different than just someone who can, you know, put your ad up on TV and you know and take your money and spend your ad dollars. Yeah, yeah. Some of our most proud moments are taking a, a product and getting a marketer from spending ten thousand dollars a week to spending half a million dollars a week. Right. I mean, there's nothing better right. to grow up with that success and and we own it you know we believe in those products we we treat them as if they were our own right we order the product we go through the funnel we look at the website for typos we we go through the funnel we we, you know we engage with the with the uh product as if we owned it and i think at the end of the day you need to do that to help somebody grow their business because that's what they're coming to you for what people don't understand is that is that is an anomaly in our business so when Rob's saying what they do and, and be the consumer so they can be better as a, as a media partner is, is true. Tell me a little bit about the, 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 the PI platform mm-hmm. that Canela has. How does that work? And what is the advantage to me as a client that, yep. um, that, that could be a great place to start or, or to add on and to you know, bolt on to what I'm doing? So we don't even call it PI anymore. PI, as you and I know, has kind of a bad name in the industry. Yeah. 
you know, and yeah. no fault. I mean, it's just, we, we call it our cost per acquisition marketplace. And um, it's an unlayered network across multiple platforms, whether it's MSOs or satellite or cable distribution points for television, short form and long form, where we have owned and operated networks. So we own the channel positions across and across all the distribution and we manage it on the client's behalf. The benefit is that it is risk-free media. So when you have a product and your KPI is I can pay X dollars per acquisition, whether that's cost per call, whether it's it drives, you know, how many, um, um, you know, uh, visits to the website, uh, cost per order, whatever it may be, we agree what that metric is ahead of time. And you say, I can pay $40 per order that you drive to me, almost like an affiliate marketer, right? And then we take the creative and we distribute it. We have a network operations center that has concentric rings and you know, all the gigabytes of data and we have proprietary servers and satellites. We have this whole network and we push it out there and we monitor and manage it on a minute by minute basis to understand what's performing the best where. And with successful products, we push it out on this cost per acquisition basis. And we can scale those to two, $300,000 a week in media spend for somebody. Wow. Again, that's guaranteed. So when you're saying I can pay 20 bucks per order, we could go out there and we'll run 10,000 orders for you, pay us after the fact, pay us $200,000 after you got those orders on a pre-arranged, pre-agreed upon uh, payout. Well, I, 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 I uh, as you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to being part of that world with you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> things have become. So, so Rob, last question after we, what excites you about the media business in 2022 and beyond? What, what, what is it that, that, excites you and Canela and about what you're going to be bringing to this this new era of media you know it's it's getting to that point like we are now where we're a little bit scared you know you don't rest on your laurels you've been doing what you've been doing successfully we have well over 100 people now you know billions of dollars in media data hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue a year but making sure that we're still relevant so today it's about pivoting it's, it's moving into the new world. It's about making sure that we're in tune with all of the new distribution points of media and understanding what's going on. And it's, and it's interesting because it, a lot of it's coming full, full circle. I was at a conference this summer with my wife and um, traffic and conversion, and it's a, a digital marketing uh, a conference. And yeah. it was so funny to hear the younger generations that are coming into uh, the industry, the marketing industry, talking <laughs> about long-term value, CPOs, MERs, the tried and true principles of what you know when you create creative about direct consumer marketing. It's yeah. the same stuff. Being involved with that really it gets me juiced because it's like, oh, wow. It's, you know, while so much is changing, there is so much that isn't. And it's not. tried and true principles of marketing always hold true. So you're still relevant, but you have to be in tune with what makes the, you know, what makes the money come in what fills the funnel. And it's, it's, you know, it's like a whack-a-mole, you know, you, what's the next one, you know, TikTok <laughs> right now, you know, it just overtook YouTube for video views and it is essentially the new television. Right. And yeah. so you got to stay in tune with that. And I love it. It's exciting. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that, that, and I'm sure you've experienced this as well, especially when you talk about traffic and inversion, you're talking about those, those kind of affiliate places, which is really, really interesting is that they are teaching us, um, uh, direct response marketers, like you get that mechanism of a, of a website, a landing page, like they've done it and create those offers of good, better, best, or 
all, all, all the kinds of offers that they have, and then going back out there and putting those, in, putting those um, inquiries or whatever the consumer behavior was that somebody coming to that website, whether it was an abandoned cart, whether it was just a visit, whether it was, I'll be here later, you put that off into different um, retargeting methods. And it's like, it's like what we've been doing, it's just like we, you're putting it on, um, I wanna say steroids, because that's the only way I can come up, but it is, right? It's like, it's really taking this data and finding out so many other ways to go with it than just us putting up a show and hopefully yeah. someone buys. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're data-centric, right? As a company, that is, is, it's in our core. We just brought on a new head of business intelligence to further our attribution model in you know coding languages I can't even speak about because they're way above my head. But you know, have attribution models, yeah, to handle all of that data um, is is core to our growth. Is to continue to you know understand how that omnichannel um, marketing effort all ties together and can be presented in a nice coherent dashboard that makes sense. Right, like at the end of the day, don't overcomplicate. You got to understand what makes sense. Where are my media dollars best being spent? whether it's affiliate marketing or retargeting or what piece of biblical social or what piece of linear television or connected TV, how does it all fit in? How does it influence each other? And so again, that's, that excites me because we're starting to figure that puzzle out. We've done it in the past. We're really far along now and we continue to just, you know, make improvements in our business to be able to help our marketing clients, you know, understand their business better. And that's one of the things that we're very excited about as an agency is partnering with someone like Canelo Response that's under Canelo that's understanding this. And then we're understanding the same thing and we can provide the content that you need to continue to grow and to expand businesses. And that and being able to work with someone like yourself to do that is really, really refreshing to us. And, and I think every every business out there that has a product or service is looking to go direct to consumer or get it out there. You have to have those types of minds working coherently. And, and yeah, I, 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 you, you and I know we could talk for hours on this stuff. It's, uh, yeah. it's very intriguing and exciting. And I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, you've got decades of creating great direct to consumer commercials yeah. and video content, and that's not going to change, right? Content's king. Yeah. Rob, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time in your busy schedule and you, you know, got out of the cold and got to LA. Yep. Uh, and uh, um, thank you for the time on this. And I look forward to um, getting this out to the world. And then I look forward to seeing you uh, in person soon to talk about our, our next opportunity. Together. Sounds good. We'll do. Thanks, Ken. All right. Thanks. Okay. <laughs>